Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, WWE introduces a new belt. Roderick Strong is all elite, and your boys here on BFR are going to have our own WWE draft. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Did you hear that guy yell? I think we have a live fan. I think so. I, I just didn't hear what he said. I just heard somebody yell. I think yell he something. said, there we go. <laughs> Nick said 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks. Welcome to the Band from Ringside Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Veggie, a.k.a. They got to work the sparks. They just remove them while all hell diners work the hell in the cells. <laughs> Rally around the family. Job is full of shells. <laughs> and sitting directly across from me, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JC? <laughs> I feel like I should be like bottom my head in this bad boy. This you know what song that's from? Zach LaRocha. Bulls on <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say Rage Against Machine is one of my favorite fucking uh, bands of all time. It's a... A, a band I don't think most people would suspect I would even know, but I do love them so they make me feel yeah, like I can. Yeah, like so so disappointing that they're like on that woke agenda now. Yeah, man, <laughs> I just hate, I just hate, man. Like it's like they're so woke. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> never thought they're the last band I ever thought would be woke. Yeah, man, I can't stand that woke shit. <laughs> on that lovely note of being woke. I'll, I'll I'll ask the congregation to bow oh, their heads man. as I read from the latest edition Woke of the Band from Ringside podcast, volume three hundred five, chapter three, verse fourteen. And the good smart say it hashtag boo the heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the holy trinity of BFR. We're going to do a WWE draft. I just found out about like ten minutes ago, so it should be I, interesting. You know, I got to fuck with you about it. It's just the way we do it at BFR. We don't plan a lot of shit. We just do it. I thought it would be fun. You know, I'm out there in Portland, Oregon. We have. Now, I understand he has a new nickname. We have Zach Pullman. What's going on, Zach? BFR West is house. Oh, man. Uh, it is finally like the best part of the year in Portland. Cherry blossoms are happening. Uh, it's sunny. There's no rain. I've got my brand new Weber grill that my wife and kids bought me. Like, best birthday present I've ever had. Upgraded me from my old Weber grill. I'm a charcoal griller. That shit's going right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, really, it's literally heating up. Uh, So I said that you have a new nickname, and you started telling Jason and I a story beforehand, and I said, stop. (laughs) Save it for the pod. (laughs) So why don't you tell us about your experience going to see John Wick 4 with your beautiful son? Yeah, I guess I I do have a new nickname because I went to the theater with you know, five bucks Tuesday, which is now five seventy five Tuesday. Like, <gasps> thanks Biden. But uh, how dare they roll the fuck up? It's unbelievable. Uh, so I go to the concessions and I I get a nineteen two ounce can because I don't trust draft beer in a movie theater. And uh, I hear that. nineteen two ounce can. <laughs> and they give me a bracelet and they're like, "Okay, this is your first. Uh, you have a limit of three. And I'm like, "If I drink three beers in a movie theater, well, apparently I do." Because uh, John Wick Four was awesome, and it was also three hours long, and it was much better uh, on my third beer. Uh, so go see John Wick Four, drink three beers, treat you know, yourself. I'm really happy to hear that this week you went and saw it in theater, and it was a fairly packed 
theater because that means, <laughs> I, and I don't want to spoil anything, and I, I won't, but that means that we might get a John Wick 5 because there, if it's making this much money, something tells me that they're going to keep they're going to keep it going. I they're think gonna... they're shot concurrently, actually. I thought they, I thought there was going to be a five regardless no, they, of what they, was going to happen. They said yep. they were going to, and then they decided against it from what I read. But, oh, you know what? Well, they, they better not. I'm going to be real mad. We are uh, coming at you from a beautiful St. Charles, Missouri. Uh, Bo is afraid Geisman is going to be here in just a little bit. He stopped at the dispensary is what he said. My uh, boy. Yeah, yeah, there's some stuff to talk about this week. I thought that, uh, listen, I know Jason's <laughs> fucking with me. I don't mind being fucked with. I just thought it'd be fun to have a mock WWE draft. Where, and here are the rules. We're going to have snake style, so someone's going to go first, someone's going to go second. Whoever goes third gets two picks in a row, and then we go back to the other person, and back to the they get two picks in a row, blah, blah, blah. This that is, means they could pick both members of Pretty Deadly. Mm. There are Look at no, you giving away all their trade secrets. There are no tag teams, and you can pick men or women. You are trying to make the best show, and we are going to have ten wrestlers apiece. We are going to put those lists up on uh, at BFR Pod and friends of BFR on Facebook, and you're going to vote to see whose show you would like to watch the most. This is so we can't to... have the vaunted tag team of Raquel Rodriguez and Liz Morgan, <laughs> the established and utterly perfect symbolic. Really, the, yeah, idea, shit, the idea behind not having tag teams is like if you took the tag team champions right now, they might be the first pick overall, you know, because Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, that you're getting two for one. Or if you took the Usos, the Usos can headline a they – could, they could headline a pay-per-view, but one by themselves? Who knows, you know? Do you want to split them up? That's what's happening. If you take Jay Uso, you have to hope that Jimmy Uso is around on the next round. That's all I'm saying. It's not scientific. It's just semi-scientific. By the way, my dog. So my wife is out of town. I woke up this morning, and I was like, Reba, I'm going to have to leave you here today all by yourself, which Reba doesn't get left alone very often. She's a big baby. And I said, don't worry, Jason's coming tonight. And her head popped up when I said Jason. She was like, oh, Jason's coming? And she was like, woo, woo. And I was like, no, he's not here right now, you <laughs> fucking hornball. <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe it. She's so horny for Jason. But, uh, At least one woman is. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to Herbst. I was talking to our me and Jason's buddy Herbst uh, when Jason walked in. And Reba started barking. And I was like, yeah, Jason's here. And I was like, man, Reba loves Jason, and she and he goes, your dog loves black people, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's like his favorite person in the world. That's fucking horrible, dude. <laughs> Fuck you, Herbs. <laughs> Let's get to that three count. <laughs> I'm such a slow, not even slow, but just low hanging fruit for just jokes oh, everywhere. <laughs> Jason, what's the one count? You kick it off, baby. Uh, let's talk about since we're going to do bookends of WWE. Let's talk about the arguably the biggest story of the week, regardless of promotion, federation, whatever you want to call it. Triple H announces a new second, or if you want to be you know be technical, a third championship world heavyweight championship belt um i guess it's going to be called the wwe world heavyweight championship there will be some sort of assuming some sort of tournament style matches going leading 
up to the, the Night of Champions. I believe that it would be in Saudi Arabia, a.k.a. Saudi Mania in my head. Night of Champions, they will crown the inaugural WWE heavyweight champion. Guys that I think off the top of my head should be in consideration in no particular order. Sheamus, Gunther, um, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, if he gets his contract shit together. Cody. No. 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 No, no, no. no. I'm just saying he'll be in the tournament. He'll. I don't think he needs to even be in the tournament. I think Cody needs to have his own story separate from the WWE Championship, and this is why I say this. If Cody wins the WWE, this new title, everybody would just say this is a consolation prize, and that's not his story. His story is to beat Roman Reigns. If he wins this, then it, it's kind of like, okay, he's a champ, but it's, it still feels like it's unfinished. So you can't have him even in this tournament. You have to have him singularly focused on Brock Lesnar first, Roman Reigns afterwards. Riddle. Outside chance. Solo. So is Sokoa. I would say more so than Matt Riddle at this point. Uh, Riddle's, if you just want to play it in kayfabe style. Kayfabe style. Matt Riddle has lost to Solo Sokoa twice. It really, flat depends, out. it really depends on how big the tournament is. Because Let, let's just go eight guys. Okay. Uh, then we pretty much named them all. Okay. Probably. Finn Balor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they teased that this week. So, I mean, ultimately, this solves the biggest problem, how we were going to split the titles. We're just not. We're just going to make a second title. Completely fair. I don't have a problem with it. Splitting the titles would feel like you would have to, to me, you would have had to have Cody win. And once they didn't do that, this was the next best option. So now you can still have Roman Reigns march to a 1,000 days and play that storyline and then on the back end, you can start a whole new lineage with an inaugural WWE World Heavyweight Champion, whoever that may be, and go that route. For me, I don't see anything, unless you just really want to see Roman Reigns lose, I don't see any negatives about creating a second title. Zach, what are your thoughts? Uh, this just cements to me that um, they plan on having Roman go much longer than I think any of us yep. had anticipated. So uh, I do agree with Jason that I don't think Cody is the right fit because it just doesn't quite feel like finishing the story. Uh, and even, I don't even know if Cody was ever going to do it at this point if he didn't do it then. Uh, after he lost, I kind of actually assumed that it might be Seth. Um, so if I had to go with an early pick, uh, for this title, I think I might pick Seth Rollins, and then we can talk about a triple crown championship at WrestleMania 40. Oh God! So all you want to consolidate? Style. You want to consolidate all three belts? Dude, come on! Man. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. But I'm just saying. Come on, that man. Might, that, come on, man. I don't want to. I do appreciate the fact that they gave us another belt because we've been screaming for it, especially because Triple H said in storyline hey, this is good for Roman Reigns, but it ain't good for WWE. And it's like, no shit, dude. Like, that's what we've been talking about. Uh, like, we've been screaming, like, the last, like, three contenders, major contenders, like Drew and then uh, Sammy and then Cody. Everybody's been screaming for a title change just for something different, for some new opponents. And at least now we get a world championship where we can have some fresh matchups that don't involve the same uh, booking method of interference and 
you know, like uh, the House of Torture slash Bloodline. Whoa, yeah, whoa, so. whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy, big fella. Easy. Yeah, my ass. Yeah, my ass. Name the last good House of Torture match you saw. No, I won't. Oh, okay, because you like, can't. Booking style, yeah. I didn't say. I didn't say. But Even booking style, you can still say the well, bloodline I mean, matches all, are good. Yeah, but it's all. I mean, having a WrestleMania match end with bullshit is. I, I don't know if it's House of Torture shit, but it is kind of bullshit. Like that, I think that's what Zach was saying. If I, uh, you know, I disagree with both of yeah. you. Uh, when I saw this, I was like. Uh, you guys are fucking pussies. I was like, this is pussy shit. This is because there seems to be some kind of rumblings that Roman wasn't comfortable with giving up the belt to Cody on WrestleMania. And to keep Roman happy, they are going to just make a new title. So all those conversations, and this may, this might be, this might be the problem. That's Bo. Just stop. This. This See, he don't like she don't like white people. She don't that's like what white it is. people. That's right. <laughs> so th- this is pussy shit to me because this means that instead of making the decision, all, all those conversations that everybody's had about who's going to take the belts off Roman, who's going to take the belts off Roman, is it going to be Seth? Is it going to be Cody? The answer is nobody. Nobody's going to take the – nobody is actually going to beat Roman for this belt. They're going to keep the belt on Roman. They're just going to make a whole nother belt. That is weak to me. That To me, that means that uh, they just didn't want to actually make a booking decision. They didn't want to actually make any hard decisions, so they just created another belt for it. Now, in the end, it, it long, long-term storytelling, it's not going to matter because it is going to have fresh matchups. It is going to be a second belt. But then why didn't they just have Roman lose one of the belts and he's carried one – so one belt he's carried for, you know, however long they want to have him do it, 4,000 days or whatever, you know, having him wrestle. And, oh, he negotiated so he didn't have to – he didn't have to uh, defend it that often. That is uh, that is booking in reverse. That is booking shit and then making shit up at the end of the booking to, to not have to do all the booking in the beginning. So you can just completely erase all this time where Roman didn't have to defend it once every 30 days, have Roman not have to lose it, and still create another belt. It's weak, it's tired, and I don't like it. That being said, can't wait for the tournament. <laughs> I guess you can consider it as a weak move, but it's a move that needed to be made. Number one, and number two, I think the biggest problem is they booked themselves in the corner where they couldn't logically come up with a scenario where Roman can be stripped of a title or Roman gives up a title voluntarily. So this was the next best move. If you want to call it weak, okay, totally fair. I don't have a problem with that. I can see why you do that. The problem with this now, is, well, I shouldn't say the problem with this, you still have the question of who beats Roman, regardless if there is a second title or not. There's A lot of people, I guess, forget that there's been two titles for so long, before a very, very long time, you know, with Raw and SmackDown. Roman's had a title, you know, been dual champion for, you know, basically a calendar year, thousand days, you know, being the WWE champion or whatever the case may be. Okay, so be it. But there's still always been a time where there's been two champions. 
there's we're just going back to that. So I don't understand what the big deal about a you know, you know who's going to beat Roman is not valid anymore. It's totally valid because he hasn't been beaten. Somewhere down the line, it's not as valid. Somewhere down the line, somebody is going to have to beat Roman Reigns, and it's going to be a big fucking deal, and we'll lead BFR with it. So let's not sit up here and try to poo-poo not it now. as big of a deal. But stop the – shut the fuck up. Get the I fuck think, out I of here, man. I think it should man. be Seth. I'm throwing, I'm throwing my early hat in. Well, the, it should be Seth. Well, that thing, should beat Roman Reigns? Yep. Well, the thing is, after Triple H announced that this new belt was coming, uh, Seth went out and said – Roman still hasn't beat me. Like, Seth still went out and said, so I think that we're heading towards a, a Seth-Roman showdown at SummerSlam, probably, hopefully. And this other thing, when I said Cody, I I thought that it would be interesting to have Cody versus Seth at Night of Champions. By the way, they're crowning this new champion in Saudi Arabia. Not a big fan of that either. Like I said, like, Saudi you, mania, baby. You, you, yeah. should, you, should, <laughs> you shouldn't be crowning uh, the WWE champion at noon in America. <laughs> call me a patriot. <laughs> if that's what you want to call me, don't tread on me. Tread on my balls. Tread on my face. I'm a coward. But don't tread on me. <laughs> tread on the other guys. <laughs> that should be the new BFR shirt. Tread on my balls. No, whoa. My <laughs> BFR bill. That's not my joke. My brother said that to some some uh, some dude on Facebook, some crazy right winger. He, my brother, photoshopped a "Don't tread on me," but it said "Don't tread on me," but tread on my balls, tread on my face. I am a weakling. I am a coward. Tread on the other guy. <laughs> I see Jake's uh, making friends as usual. Um, he's a pretty funny dude. No, nah, he's funny as fuck. Yeah, that should be a good time. I'll, I'll just say this: I don't have. A, I, if it's going to be at Night of Champions, obviously it's going to be fair enough. Okay. But that's just—it's going to be much CTV. Roman's probably going to defend. Of the women's championship's going to be defended. So I mean, it's going to be a big fucking deal. It's a huge cash cow. And we talked about it when they when they did it the last time. It's bigger than WrestleMania. So they're going to get a great show no matter what. When you get more money from the Saudi show than from WrestleMania, you ain't bringing out the B minus show. You getting everybody and anybody that they want. Yeah, I mean, you got Goldberg on the line at any time. <laughs> uh, so, Zach, Zach, let me ask you a question here, because when Triple H came out, I'm assuming you saw the promo, Zach? Yeah. When Triple H came out, he said, you're going to get a champion that doesn't demand your acknowledgement. He's going to earn your acknowledgement. It kind of seemed, did it kind of seem like Triple H was taking a dig at Roman Reigns, either in kayfabe or shoot? Like, that's what it kind of seemed like to me. I think, well, ultimately, this is Triple H's call, uh, regardless. Uh, so I think it's more in kayfabe, where he's acknowledging the fans and trying to win goodwill uh, because they know that they fucked this over and over and just really uh, sucked the goodwill because that was the thing for years, right? Since we started this podcast, it, that was the thing. WWE had no goodwill. Right? It wasn't about necessarily just the booking or the wrestling or anything like that. They had no goodwill towards the fans. They've been hot lately, and they've built up a lot of momentum, and they had some goodwill, and they're sucking it out by having Reigns went over and over. So I think he was just acknowledging uh, that. I think it was kind of an acquiescence to the fans. Jason, what do you think about what I just proposed as an idea? Did, did that cross your mind while you were watching it? 
Yeah, because I mean, when you say acknowledge in, in WWE was world, there's one person you're talking about. So I mean, you know, the way I took it, it I, I'm agreeing with Zach. To me, it was a kayfabe move. It was just so it would be like, you know, this is why we're making this move. We just can't have one champion being acknowledged and not the way you want to acknowledge said champion. You want the the every 30 days this champion is going to defend the title against somebody. That's old school. A lot of people throw that against Roman Reigns. I get that. I will just say he had, in in reality, he did have leukemia. Granted, he beat it, but that means his immune system is compromised, so he can't be around a bunch of people all the goddamn time. That's like the only thing that can beat him these days. Okay. So at that point, that's the only thing that I would say as a defense to Roman Reigns for people that are saying he should defend every 30 days. Maybe it's best that he doesn't have to. So now it's just weird because they book him like a like a Bruno uh, or like a Hogan. And that was a different era, man. Um, we just ain't in that era anymore. Okay, so now you ha- the you got the best champion. of both worlds. You got the, you're going to have a champion in a month from now that's going to probably defend every month. That feels like a Seth Rollins kind of guy to me. And then you have the other champion, the guy that everybody's waiting to get, unless you're a Roman Reigns guy, the guy that you're waiting to get bumped off, C. Floyd Mayweather. Love me some Floyd, and I love the fact that everybody wanted to see Floyd get bumped off, and that's just what made it even much more special because he never did. Uh, what do you guys think about the design of the belt? Didn't talk about that. Um, It rem- kind of reminds me, Big Gold meets UFC meets the current WWE championship. That's what it kind of reminds me of. I got to be me. Uh, I don't give a shit. Like, I look like everybody talks about how a belt looks. It, like, it looked fine to me. Like, it looked like an old WCW belt to me. Kind of. Um, like, just big and gold. But, I mean, I, I, I put almost no thought into that at all. No, I, I, I won't look at it. I mean, shit. I know. Well, we've I talked like, about this. I don't, I don't care how she looks. I'm a guy. <laughs> You've been talking to those girls in, that I lived in the dorms with in college? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I forgot what else I was going to say. Hell no, no. Um, so uh, we're we're gonna get to the draft in a little bit, uh, but uh, before we get to the draft, just some other some other really really highlights. Uh, looks like we're getting Damian Priest versus Bad Bunny in a singles match. I say, good for Damian Priest. He's earned it. Um, no, I really do. Uh, Judgment Day all got their big WrestleMania matches, and Damian Priest versus Bad Bunny. Obviously, they're actually boys. And I would rather see Damian Priest versus Bad Bunny in a one-on-one match than seeing another three-on-three match or tag team match that means nothing. Okay, you're being serious. All right, I was I was waiting for the joke there. No, I'm no, I, I'm completely being serious. I think that Damian Priest has done really good work over the last year. He's not my favorite, but I I don't hate him at all, and I think that he's good at what he does. And obviously, Bad Bunny and him, like I said. They get along. They they had the match together last year at WrestleMania, or maybe two years ago. Uh, it's hard to say. Two uh, years feels right. But I, I'm I'm happy for Damian Priest to get a one on one match with Bad Bunny. What? Because you know, Bad Bunny. By the way, this is the this is the like Bad Bunny 
is a megastar. I know it sounds stupid every time they bring it up on WWE, but like I did a quick Wikipedia search. I'm like, holy yeah, shit, like this deal. guy's a big fucking deal, and he's a big fucking deal in Puerto Rico, and this is probably the largest. He's a bigger star than anybody in WWE. Easily. Easily. And this is probably the, like, of all the celebrity, of all the celebrity um, involvement that they've had, this is probably the biggest one. I mean, he might headline that show. I don't know if he's going to. It'd probably be Cody and Brock. I, I would, it's either, for, with Brock, you know, it's first to last. So, I mean, yeah, I would, man, if you if I had to do it. But Bad Bunny's not going to be first, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't see why wouldn't he be, but, you know, it's, is well, it going to be Puerto, that big of a deal? It's in Puerto Rico. I get it, man. I'm just saying, why not start the show off with a bang? Priest and Bad Bunny does not scream main event to me. Cody and Brock screams, screams main event to me. Zach, what do you think? I mean, ultimately, I think that that would have been a bigger um, match with Cody having the title, but at the same time, uh, I do think Cody Brock will be the main, and then uh, Bad Bunny Priest will be the semi-main. I can and, go with that too. You, know, you said like you said props with props to Priest, which I agree with, but also props to Bad Bunny. He proved himself two years ago at WrestleMania that he can do this, yeah, and awesome. he can have a singles match. Yeah, like yeah. good for him because I thought this was going to be a tag. I was booking that tag match, you know, weeks ago. I was saying like, hey, we're going to have Bad Bunny and Ray versus Priest and Dom, and um, now it looks like. That's not going to be the case. So, I mean, dude, you got to have a lot of faith in somebody to put them in a singles match on a big show like that. That's Logan Paul levels of, of appreciation. From yeah, WWE, buddy. I was, so I was saying, I was thinking him. that uh, when I was, when he was saying, getting ready to set up the match, I'm like, man, if this is going to be a singles match, this is going to be Bad Bunny's, basically his debut. I don't care what, you know, what he did with Priest is one thing. Priest can kind of protect him when, when need be. And I would assume Priest would lead him through this singles match in Puerto Rico. But this is a chance for Bad Bunny to I know put him on par with Pat McAfee, you know, approach the Logan Paul level. Because everybody, I would assume, we all still agree that Logan Paul is the standard bearer when it comes to celebrity wrestling and appearances, how they looked. He can at least creep up into that stratosphere. We'll see what happens. Bad Buddy versus Logan Paul, WrestleMania 45, main event. Book it. Uh, <laughs> we're also getting Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed in a Bill Vegas special, a fucking triple threat for the U.S. championship. I got to tell you guys, looking forward to this match. I am looking forward to this match, and I expect Bronson Reed to win. Just letting you know, another match I'm looking forward to is Seth freaking Rollins versus... Wrestler of the Year candidate, Omos. Uh, what do you think about this, Jason? <laughs> you know, considering that this, this is a audio media and I don't want to throw some dead air out there, yeah. I'll just simply say this. Thank you for appreciating the media. The fact that they are even trying to make this a thing feels like they're insulting my intelligence. There is no reason on God's green earth that we should be having this. This is WrestleMania all over again. I get it. It's WrestleMania backlash, but it's about the spectacle. Can Seth Rollins stomp this big-ass Nigerian seven-foot monster? That's all we're here for. Nobody thinks that Omos is going to win. Oh. And, so, oh, oh, so we're going to put something down on it, or we're going to go just keep, keep speaking? We're going to put something down on it? 
Okay. Now, that being said, nobody thinks that Omos is going to win, so this is your spectacle match and nothing more. The fact that you're trying to make this a thing is inexcusable. They didn't even have contact, and then all of a sudden, this match just magically pops up. Just talk to me like Denzel talks to Viola Davis and fences. <laughs> I'm just saying. Either we gonna put something down on it or let me continue to speak, goddammit. Shit. That's all I'm saying. Oh, this is not this is just to give both guys something to I'll do. I'll stand down. What do you think, Zach? I'm can't wait uh, for the picks. Cannot wait for the picks. I'm approaching the scenario of being a newly minted Homo sapien. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here we go. I'm riding that wave, baby. Uh, the tide is turning. I can't wait to see uh, Omos and Toriano <laughs> beat Aussie Open for the tag belts. Just can't wait to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds spectacular. Uh, I feel like that comment was uniquely uniquely created to trigger Jason. You think? He dropped his microphone. He's smoking weed. He's shaking his head. And Unreal. I said it just to have him pick his microphone back up. The, the, the podcast can't can exist without you, baby. Pick the microphone back say, up. I think you tell me a couple of times on record, but neither here nor there. Uh, all right. The fact that you even said that just makes me know that you're just trying to piss me off even more. Let's move along, please. Work rate 10 out of 10. Let's get to that two count. One, two, three. <laughs> two beer. What's the two count? I'm going to guess and say we're going to go with AEW. Well, here's the thing. I was, I was, that, that's typical, right? <laughs> see, so you see what AEW happened was. <laughs> but, yeah, you see what happened was, uh, there was a fantastic stardom show. So do you guys want to do the stardom show and the two count or in the odds and ends? Did Bill get to watch it? <laughs> no, That's the main come question. on, come on. You know come on now. You know that motherfucker didn't watch that shit. Okay. That bad boy was easily five hours from start to finish. It was five hours and eleven minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to politely say that he didn't watch it. All right. Well we'll cover it on the odds, odds and ends. Then. Or you can listen to the uh, Phoenix Splash podcast. Number seven, where we talk about it the night of, a few hours afterwards, but neither here nor there. That's some good shit. Hey. I'm going to have to listen to that. <laughs> I'm here for you, brother. Uh, so let's go with uh, AEW, typical two count. Did we talk uh, about Punk uh, arriving at Raw? No. Okay. No, so I feel like maybe we we lead with uh, that. No, wait, hang on, hang on, hang uh, on. Uh, Tom Brady's coming in. It looks like he's gonna make an audible here. Hold on a second, I was pissing. So you guys were talking about stardom for a minute. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I watched the Mercedes Monet match. Uh, it's hard for me to watch something in the background that's not in English. Um, that's just, cool. Just because it's like when, when you didn't it's, have English commentary. Not on start. Not on re- watchwrestling. In. He doesn't have your password. I watched it on Jason's account. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't even. Uh, fuck. No, I didn't even think about it. No, I didn't. So, that well, just more sense. for the record, um, they did have English commentary, obviously. On NJPW and good, World? And no, 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 no. It was. Um, on Stardom World. It was Stardom World. When I bought it, it had the option of English or Japanese commentary. 
Is it Kevin Kelly? It was Chris, no, it's Chris, Chris Charlton. Charlton, and he did a really fucking good job. Oh, okay. My bad. I he didn't, was awesome. No, I you didn't, didn't know. I didn't know that. Uh, I tried, but my thought was I'm watching in the background, and I'm also, like, doing work. <laughs> and, like, it's like I can't really tell what's going on. But, um, okay, so my bad. The other thing was I should have said this prior to the show. Um, it feels like CM Punk's trying to play – the entire uh, internet wrestling community like a fiddle, and I was going to try to buck that by not talking about him this podcast. I didn't bring that up. If you guys want to talk about him, we can. I just think that he's... Uh, I think he's... I'm, I'm just sick of talking about this motherfucker. I'm fine with that, too. Moving on, two beer. I'm sorry, yeah, three beer. Right. We can We can talk about a three beer if you want to. That's fine. Not three beers right now. So, uh, so let's skip it. Five beer. What are we talking about? No, three beers is new name. It's three beer. It's three beer. Fair enough. My, uh, my new uh, EP is uh, about to be released as FPB. uh, Fuck Phil Brooks. Anyway, uh, so I'm gonna tell Bo because Bo missed it and Bo's chiming in. Do you want a microphone? We call him Three Beer now because he went and saw John Wick 4 with his 14-year-old son, and they told him when he bought a beer at the concession stand, they have a limit of three, and he was like, who can have three beer? He's like, who drinks three beers in the movies? And then he drank three beers during John Wick 4. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Zach. I wish that those were my first beers, too, but uh, I had already had two before I got there. Yeah, we so. know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> like, already. Yeah. You ain't got to explain it to yeah. us, brother. We got it. Yep. All right. So, uh, open the show on Dynamite. Orange Cassidy uh, beating Bandito to retain this AEW international title. Um, Got to be honest. I thought this was the night for the challenger. Um, they even opened with Bandito, like a highlight reel for Bandito. And this was a solid match. There were some long wrestling matches on the show, which was cool. And this was one of them. Or at least they felt long. I didn't like time them or anything. But when I was watching it, I was like, man, I was like, these guys are like really like putting on a show here. Uh, but pretty excellent opener. Um, really fun stuff from both Cassidy and Vendito. Kind of a greatest hits of their move sets. And we kind of just continue the storyline of Orange Cassidy overcoming adversity and, and being, you know, one of the most dominating champions in AEW history and just defending this title like pretty much every single week uh which is excellent i love that um you know i talked about i think whenever jason and i had the podcast alone we were like oh who's gonna who's gonna beat uh cassidy for this and i couldn't come up with anything and i said adam cole's a knee-jerk reaction um i'm thinking now uh maybe and this is maybe just a pie in the sky high hopes for me but uh Takeshita would be a fantastic uh all-atlantic champion uh, to overcome Orange Cassidy for this. Maybe he already challenged, and I can't remember because Orange Cassidy does so much challenges. But, um, yeah, this was a super fun match to open the show. I love the match. Uh, Orange Cassidy has certainly done his best. They've booked this belt correctly. Uh, he is making the belt mean something with all these great matches that he's really having. I mean, this Bandito match was... Must watch. The crowd was completely into it. Having to be the curtain jerker was a smart idea. I thought that Bandito was going to go over. Um, 
course, he did not. But the near falls, I, I bought into most of the near falls. Orange Cassidy is still selling injuries from previous matches, which I really, really appreciate. And I just wrote something down while I was watching this match. I wrote one-armed because Bandito put Orange Cassidy over his head and then took one of his arms off and was holding Orange Cassidy up with one arm, basically around his stomach area, like around his, you know, his his waistline, his belt line. And it was pretty fucking impressive, man. I mean, really Dude, impressive. Bandito has it all. He can do the flip, and he's got amazing core strength. Like, he's super powerful. Um, I, yeah, I mean, former ROH world champ. Like, that's, that's why I thought that maybe he would be the guy to take it, because he's such an impressive pro wrestler jason what you think uh <clears throat> the one-armed is a, a good segue there was that but beforehand he did the brian cage suplex where um orange cassie was on the outside and he suplexing on the in, from outside in and he did that one-armed as well that was before the one-armed uh, power slam neither here nor there i said it on twitter i'll stick to it now Pound for pound, Bandito is probably one of the best wrestlers in the world, hands down. And I think it just came out once again this time around. I'm not like you guys. I never thought that he was going to win this title. I just, in the back of my mind, I just knew that somehow, some way, Orange Cassidy was going to pull this out. And it's not a knock against Orange Cassidy. I like Orange Cassidy. like what he's done with this run. To me, this just feel, it just felt like it was another name on the Orange Cassidy list of fallen contenders that makes him and the title look good. The future Bandito questioned um, ROH seems like the best place for him because he would feel like a much more of a bigger star, obviously, like you said, former ROH champion, and I think he can go over there right now and be a headline guy in AEW. He feels more like commander than he is Bandino. That's just me. I I have a hard time disagreeing with that. If if Dynamite's going to be your your premier show, if that's going to be your flagship, and you're in it's an American audience, then uh, you pretty much have you have room for a couple. Uh, lucha style wrestlers that wear masks, and that's pretty much what that's pretty much all the bandwidth that you have for mass wrestlers. That's not me saying that I don't like watching Bandit. I'd watch an entire show with Jalistico, Vikingo, who doesn't wear a mask, obviously, but lucha ba- Bandito, the Lucha Brothers. I would watch an entire show with the uh, Commander. I'd watch the entire show with those guys. But if you're Dealing with an American audience, and this is this is the argument against having Takeshita hold a belt is that he doesn't speak English. That is certainly something to keep in mind. Um, you know, WWE had a problem with that when General Hall was the re- when the, was the champion because he didn't speak English, and and uh, everybody had a real big problem with it. Wait, did General Hall speak English? Yes. Oh, I, I didn't remember that. <laughs> he cut that knock. He cut that knock. <laughs> he got that knock him horror promo. I was like, what the fuck did he just say? Man, rewind that shit. Hold up, no, that motherfucker did not just say that shit. No, no he, he can speak, speak English. He, no, he speaks like Punjabi or no, something. No, right? he can speak. 
no, no, nah, motherfucker, no. He's, he's speaking English. Uh, really? Yes, he, could, he, he cut a Nakamura. Yes, he cut a Nakamura c- promo what? that was kind of a uh, risque to say the least. <laughs> I've never heard General Hall utter a word of English. I think I saw him on that movie RRR. I think he's a Bollywood guy, but I mean, if you guys say so, that's fine. No, he definitely he, could talk he's English. He's about as good as hiding, or he's about as good as speaking English as he was at hiding his steroid use. So. Mm-mm. <laughs> you ain't shit. You know, you guys told me at WrestleMania that I was that I was racist. <laughs> I'm sorry. And that's Something it. That's all he said. There's no follow up. Yeah, it's good to I know that Jinder Mahal's from Toronto. I love Jinder Mahal. I've heard interviews with him. It's a joke, you guys. They said that to me at WrestleMania at a dinner. <laughs> 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 I'm dead, I'm uh, moving forward, we got uh, Renee Paquette backstage with Darby Allen and Jungle Boy. Uh, this is the sec, the first of two uh, Four Pillars promos where I thought the guys were going to kiss. <laughs> like, there was like legitimate like tension between these guys as they were respecting each other hard. Um, but yeah, it was like baby face on baby face, and um, you know. Also, like a little bit of like banter, but uh, yeah, my, I thought they were gonna kiss. That's my, that's my Pornhub search bar. Is respect me hard? Is there anything out there that says respect me hard? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, Here man. we go. It's starting to go left. He ain't even hit weed yet. No, um, I haven't. So we can talk about this moving on because the the show was kind of just about this, so we can move on. But uh, we had Jeff Jarrett uh, beating Zach Tarwood, and I saw this bitch uh, coming up, and I'm like. Do I need to see this? And then, like, it happened, and I was like, well, that was fucking awesome. Like, <laughs> like a pretty good – it was, like, a long match, and it was, like, really good. It was, like, old-school, like, wrestling, like, stiff, you know, lovely. Of course, there was some – was Jeff Jarrett, so there was some uh, interference shit. towards the end. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, now, it was. Before I chime in, Jason is shaking his head. I want to hear Jason's thoughts, and then I'll tell you which one of you I agree with. Go ahead, Jason. Same old bullshit. We talk about House of Torture. talk about Bloodline. Jeff Jarrett, you can throw that in that same old bullshit category. The fuckery was going to happen. You know, when when they stopped uh, Sanjay and Saddam Singh, Jay Lethal at the the top of the ramp, I said it right then. I was like, man, you know one of these jokers are going to come back. It's just how they get back down to the ring. So if you want to talk about... These other two that are the same formula, this group is the same formula, and it's not getting anybody over it. I mean, do we really want to see another Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal tag team match against FTR? I personally just don't. I thought Jeff Jarrett was coming here to do backstage shit. He's getting more shit. He's getting more time than Ricky fucking Starks. So you, you explain that shit to me and make it make sense. I don't know. It was entertaining television. Uh, that's the only thing I can say. I, I don't disagree with you in theory, but in practice, like, I enjoyed what I saw. That's all I can say. Go ahead, Mr. Sidebreaker. I like this match. I know you did. I know I you did. This See, this is pretty good. Jesus I like Dax, Christ I like, Dax, I like Dax Harwood's. I mean, Dax Harwood's all about being, like, old school, and this was an old school style match. Then When they punched each other, and they were both on jelly. Oh, yeah, those punches. God, God love oh, Jeff Jarrett. Oh, 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 you don't like wrestling. 
No, I like wrestling. I just like to think from time to time you might want to start pushing the right guys over. You know, it's been a while since we talked about Ricky Starks since he beat Jeff or uh, Chris Jericho. Now all of a sudden he's a fucking sideshow partner to Sean Spears. Get the fuck out of here. That doesn't even make sense. I, Jeff I, Jarrett is I, getting a stronger push than Ricky Starks right now. I don't understand why a Jeff Jarrett conversation, a conversation about Jeff Jarrett versus Dax Harwood has turned into a Ricky Starks conversation. Like, what does that have to do with anything? We're not talking about Ricky Starks. We're talking about, we're not talking about what they could have done. We're talking about what they did. We're talking about Dax Harwood versus Jeff Jarrett. And the same was, shit they did do with everything with Jeff Jarrett. So there you go. That's my comment. You happy now? Was it same fun, shit. Was it a fun match? I could have told you. I told you. I, you could look at my Twitter line. I was telling you I what know. was going to happen. Wrestling Twitter is toxic. Okay, that's and, fine. And friends, Neither here nor there. You can. I can bring it up right now. You can look at it. I told right then. Fuckery is going to happen. How we get there, I don't know. I don't have to look up your Twitter feed because I know that you're not a liar. Uh, Why would you lie about this? So I believe you if you tell me. I don't have to look it up. I believe you that you were pissed off about it while it was happening. Didn't piss me off while I was watching it. Fair enough. All right. What's next, Zach? All right. What was next? Let me take a look. Oh, it was was Tony Khan. Tony Khan. Oh, yeah. So we've got the Owen Hart Cup. Um, that's the big announcement for Tony Khan. Um, one of the <laughs> Tony few things Khan that he could like have a, announced. Tony Khan looked like a 12-year-old who took too much Adderall. He's like, oh, well, welcome to Dynamite. It's so much fun, everybody. Uh, here we go. Uh, Owen Hart's beautiful widow has said has given us the permission <laughs> to... Uh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Dude, <laughs> I give him the benefit of the doubt. Here's the thing. Just eat I don't something, like dude. You, you should eat something. Just have him eat something. Can he eat something? Yeah. Hey, boss, like... you, you want to stop doing that line to come over here and get something to eat? Yeah, no? man, stop, right, stop storing the Adderall and the Percocet together <laughs> and just fucking get in front of the camera. No, that that is damn sure. Going says the guy who does two ninety nines before every single podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't like uh, billionaires in general. I do give him the benefit of the doubt because I am I am ninety nine percent sure this dude is um, autistic, uh, and uh, he also is obviously like terrified to be on camera. Every single time he's on camera, he's just like jacked to the gills. And I don't I don't I'm not saying he doesn't do blow because I mean if I was a billionaire then on a wrestling company, you can be damn sure that I'd be almost killing myself every day probably. I'm but, not a billionaire or autistic. I went to fish, though, and I fucked around. <laughs> I just feel like uh, I just feel like he is like he's probably on the spectrum, and he hates being on camera, which I appreciate because oh, he could have made himself a character over the last three years, and he he doesn't except for these big announcements. I, but um, I do appreciate that he has held off on being an on-screen character. That that is good. He says he doesn't want to be Vince McMahon in the in the attitude era and I I do appreciate that. Uh this is probably a big announcement for him uh, and I'm sure that he wants to do a he he wants to give as much credit to the Owen Hart family that he can because them the Hart the Owen Hart family Giving AEW the Owen Hart name to have the tournament and everything is probably a big deal to him. Well, and, and they're they, doing the finals in Calgary 
on the 15th, which is a Saturday, which leads us into the Saturday show. They're probably going to have a Saturday show starring CM Punk or the uh, right. unnamed person that we're No, I mean, we can, we, can, we can say his name. I just don't want to do a whole 15 minutes about him because we, we obviously could, and then it would just be us. We do the same 15 minutes every week until yes. May whenever they – announce that he's back right exactly and uh, i i'm not i don't want to do that it's it's our show we can talk about it if you guys want to i just don't want to talk about it who's your early contender for the owen hart cup so adam cole i think they just re-up yeah i I think think they just re-up i think adam cole wins it again adam cole and Britt baker i think they both win it it's just like the dynamite diamond ring I mean, no, no, I mean, I just, I would rather them just go a, a different route. If you want to go to Kesta on the men's side, fair enough. Women's side. Um, Takeshita is clearly. It's somebody that all, they have plans for. Takeshita is, yeah, he's clearly on the verge of breaking out. They have big things for him as the, we'll get to later. But yeah, Takeshita would be a, gr- a great one. Um. Yep. Just women's Especially side, international, because they really like to. I think it would play be perfect. Owens do Japan run. Maybe switch. So. Maybe switchblade. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, that would be a second choice. I think, but I, I'm with you on this. I think switchblade doesn't need to be the winner of the Owen Hart tournament, even though he does have. New Japan ties. I'm almost getting ready to start talking myself into this, but I'm not. I'm going to stick with Takeshita, but we can go <laughs> Jay White as a, a number two on the women's side. I um, love it. I love it when it's just uncut Jason just right into your brain. You're yeah. like, I'm trying to talk, talk myself, myself into, into it. it. I'm, I'm not, not going, going to. to. That, um, no, nope, I'm sticking with no, it. No, no. You said I was a man of conviction, so I'm going to stick to that conviction. You are. Anton Shiger. <laughs> Willow Nightingale would be my pick for the women's side. Oh, I think that's that's a good one. I she's did, another that could be is right on the cusp, but just needs a little. I watched little a little uh, Ring of Honor from last week, and they talk up Willow, Willow Nightingale real big over on Ring of Honor, which is which is cool. Is it, I think that she's a worthy. isn't Taya Valkyrie Canadian? Yeah, but I'll, I'll I'll wait to hold my thoughts on that once we get to Taya. Yeah, we got her coming up. All right, so uh, then we had um, Renee Paquette backstage with Sammy Guevara. This is the second of two instances where I thought the four pillars would kiss. And really, for this one, I thought it was going to be on accident because, first of all, I am really bummed that we only get two more weeks of Sammy Guevara and MJF because I think they could have ran this for like six or eight. Those guys are so good together. This was so fun. Just a fun little segment. And there was a segment later that was great. Um but, like, Sammy kissed him on the cheek, and then Jeff kissed him on the cheek. And I was like, if they would have done that, like, half a second earlier, they would have just kissed right the whole lips on live TV, and it would have been fantastic. But, um, anyway, um, the whole idea is that Sammy Guevara is going to lay down for him. They would have gotten a Bud Light sponsorship, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it. Nobody, I was like, do I say this? I was uh, somebody's going to say it before me. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> So good. That's a great joke. Uh, so uh, that leads into Sammy Guevara beating Darby Allen via DQ uh, to win the Four Pillars Tournament Final. Now, this is a solid match. 
there was some fuckery. I loved MJF on commentary. I loved that he was selling his pickles. I actually looked to see because I was like, I'll buy some MJF pickles. Uh, they're like $25 a jar, so I'm not God buying damn. fucking MJF Mark. pickles. You were going to buy pickles? I don't know. I mean, my family likes pickles, and if I could, like, you know, they're like 10 bucks. I'd order some pickles. Like, but yeah, 25 not for me. Plus shipping. I, I, reach, I recently introduced the baby to pickles because Aaron buys pickles for sandwiches and I, i'm not the biggest pickle guy but like we didn't have a whole bunch of food the other day we didn't have any vegetables so i just get put some pickles down man that kid just ate pickles she was like she was like more more she was doing the thing she's like more 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 just asked for it she, <laughs> i mean she put down like 18 pickles in one sitting didn't shit for two That's days awesome. <laughs> god damn yeah. it was a rude awakening what Wednesday what happened morning. whenever she did? Oh, it was it was nasty. <laughs> just a bunch of pickles and raisins, just whole. <laughs> she didn't even chew shit. She's just like, ah, <laughs> give me more, motherfucker. <laughs> have if this kid, podcast have was more kids, popular, you could have sold them for 25 bucks. Yeah, I know. Have kids, they said. It'll be fun, they said. Uh, so, uh, the Darby Allen Sammy Guevara oh, match no. ended in fuckery, and then uh, go ahead. Yeah, the funny thing was MJF and commentary calling uh, Tony. Tony Giovanni a fat old prick the whole time, <laughs> and then whenever the fuckery happened, uh, Tony Giovanni says, "Hey, hold on, you prick! <laughs> like, this isn't going to happen." I thought it was good. I thought it was a good segment, and then we're back to the four way, right? Like last week, we were talking about it being a. Um, uh, match with uh, Darby Allen MJF, and that's not going to be the case. It'll be um, a four-way, just like we said. So next week there's going to be a tag team match, but essentially it's, it's going to end up in a four-way, I would assume. All right. So I saw some people online poo-pooing this and saying, well, it was going to be a four-way the whole time. Why are they just bringing us on this journey? It's like they're bringing us on this journey because it's professional wrestling, and I like the idea <laughs> – of instead of having the WWE shit where you make it a four-way match and then you just have a meaningless tag team match between all four competitors as a main event, you're going to have actually have something on the line. So Darby and Jungle Boy have to beat Sammy and MJF to get into the match. So then you have these two rivals that have to be on the same team, but they're working for a, the same purpose – and not just for pride or for ego, but they're they're working towards the same purpose to actually get in the match. That's storytelling, baby. So if you guys, if 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 this is something that you don't like, eh, maybe you just don't like wrestling. What do you think, Jason? Do you not like wrestling? Uh, if if you, you speak to you, uh, clearly I don't. I mean, if you, once again, if you look at my w look at my fucking Twitter line, it would say something different. Uh, that being said. There's negatives and positive both ways. I get both sides. Ultimately, we're getting the match that I want. And how we got there, I don't give a shit. We're got we're getting the match I want. Could you have done it where you've announced it as a four-way and then built it that way? Yeah. Could you did it this way and now get it the four-way? Yeah. Very unlikely that Darby and Jungle Boy lose next week. It's can they get along is that trope. I'm not a huge fan of that. We see it too much in WWE, so then it doesn't have the same effect 
other places that I see it, neither here nor there. And then, I would assume that they will get along. They will win the tag team title or win the tag team match, and then you'll have the fatal four-way at double or nothing. And then, like, during that match, what happens between Sammy and MJF? You know, are they going to split up at this uh, this tenuous this the puppet master this, <laughs> well this this tenuous uh relationship that they have right now where he mjf's giving sammy the the bbb and everything uh what do you think about it, zach i mean i loved i just love the interactions between sammy and mjf and uh you know tay comes out or ty ty mellow comes out and mm. uh, i was like oh what's what's ty mellow doing and mjf's like i don't know she looks real good though <laughs> you don't say. Uh, they, what you they doing down here, girl? You can't leave. They now. go to leave. They go to leave after the fact. Horny Thursday. Like, oh, sorry. He's like, oh, sorry. He's like, the car is full, and like they show, and like the huge SUV is completely empty. Um, so they're like teasing the split, but I, I just think this would have been. Uh, I think they could have elongated it a little bit more. Um, but it's good. I, I enjoy the storytelling. And like you said, it could have been, um, you know, a meaningless tag match. And instead, we have something on the line, even if the ending is predictable. Uh, there's something on the line. So, um, but uh, moving forward, it gets a little dicey here for me. I was uh, watching, but uh, had a rough work week. So I was in and out on this. But um, we did have um, this next segment with. Uh, Adam Cole calling out Chris Jericho and Jericho. <laughs> this is really good. Jericho just basically telling Adam Cole, he's like, you just sat there while we beat up your girlfriend and did nothing even though he was handcuffed. Incredible. <laughs> I'm saying it, man. I'm like, man, you ain't shit, dog. Incredible Jericho. It was the best segment of last week, and then the follow-up was fantastic. And, uh, you know, of course, we get Orange Cassidy and Bandito running out because that's one thing we didn't mention was Bandito being a good sportsman and putting the belt on Orange Cassidy and them being aligned. And they came out to make the save on Adam Cole. And, of course, they're still overwhelmed. Orange, also, Orange Cassidy and Bandito coming backstage and talking to Renee Paquette. And he's like, you're back here to interview us about the match. She's like, no, actually, I was talking to Jungle Boy and Darby Allen. He's like... Oh, and then he walked away, and Bandito walked away with his sunglasses on also. So good. But, um, you know, we got the debut of Roddy Strong, and I got to say my favorite part about this was the Killswitch Engage intro. I ha- I That's the only Killswitch Engage album I've ever owned, and I loved that album in 2004, and I haven't revisited it in a long time. I listened to it today like in its entirety and uh big strong nostalgic vibes and uh, very happy for all the Roderick Strong fans including myself I don't think he's a game changer or anything but it is very cool uh to see him in AEW because he is just another guy who's an excellent wrestler strong ROH uh vibes um that's a guy that's like perfect for ROH and um yeah I mean Bobby Fish just punching the air right now uh, Roddy Strong is a great addition to AEW, a great addition to Adam Cole's act. Uh, Roddy Strong, before Adam Cole had that best of that best two out of three falls with Johnny Gargano, I would have said that Roddy Strong is the best worker out of Undisputed Era. 
Still probably up in the air because I've never seen Roddy Strong have a 35-minute match with John Gargano. He probably could have done just as well. He's a fucking incredible worker. Uh, I love him. I, I think that this. I think this is good for Roddy Strong. It's good for AEW. It's a win-win for both of them. Um, happy to see him. I'm gonna go check on the baby. You guys keep talking. Sorry, you guys probably heard. I just forgot to mute myself. I'm flipping my uh, chicken breast in my new Weber grill here. You guys probably heard me. Is Weber paying you, motherfucker, or what? No, it's just uh, they've been paying me uh, in delicious uh, grilled and smoked meats for the last 15 years. Um, very affordable. Anyway, uh, I'll chill. Uh, come find me, Weber. <laughs> Cut his man a check. I mean, damn, he just gave you a fucking endorsement out the ass. Um, so we had uh, Jake Cargill. Well, hang on. Uh, I'll just, I just wanted to throw this in for 30 seconds. Oh, I'm Keith sorry. Keith Lee is the, the person I expected to come out just because they had made the connection where Adam Cole came down to, uh, to come in when uh, Keith Lee was getting the work put on him. That's where I thought they were going to go with this. It felt a little off just because it was Orange Cassidy and Bandito making the same. Yeah, where the hell was Keith Lee? Okay. I, mean, so I never that, even thought about that. That's, that, to me, was the biggest, like, the what-the-fuck moment of this. Roddy Strong I would say aside, that's an AEW-ism, right? So, like, I'm a big AEW fan. You guys call me the AEW Mark. That's are. an AEW-ism. Um, that's a thing that happens way too often, and it's indicative it's of this large roster. It happens way too often. Um, you're 100% right. I never even thought about it, and, yeah, that should have been Keith Lee. Oh, even if it's not, you can still do Roddy Strong. But yeah, you can still do it, but Lee he should have been there be unless, unless, part he, of this unless he couldn't be there for some reason. Some he reason. should have been there. You're okay. right. And that's, the, and that's the only excuse that you have. If he's physically not in the building, then you do what you need to do, and Bandito and Orange Cassidy come into play. But if he's in the building, then he should have been the guy coming out with Roddy Strong. And now you really make – because Keith Lee basically is two guys literally walking down to the ring to help out Adam Cole, baby, and Roddy Strong. So you really didn't need two guys at that point. But – yeah, he's like one of these two guys. He's Keith and he's Lee. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> shit. What's next, you miserable bastard? <laughs> oh man, I I, I got to think about guys with two first names for for a whole name. It's funny. That's fucking uh, horrible. I'm, I'm always suspect on those dudes. Um, kind of like Bo and Geesman, right? Mm-mm. I've never met a, a geeseman in a, a, a first day. Yeah. See, yeah, oh, you were sitting you're there. Lucky. You're lucky. <laughs> 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 but I was to say, you should have jumped just, in and kicked I just it. put the mic down and you start talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally just set it down for four fucking seconds. <laughs> and, you run my, and you put my name in your mouth. <laughs> He's going to slap me like Will Smith. Zero, zero beer. <laughs> what I miss? <laughs> Everything was cool until you came back. <laughs> Zach oh, shit, started talking I shit. To get my beard too. <laughs> okay, good. I'd <laughs> say QTV was next. I'll I'll skip. I'm sure you didn't even see this part. It was nothing to see. Basically, Powerhouse Hobbs is threatening Q, QT Marshall to get the TNT title back. Neither here nor there. We can skip it to go on to the next segment. Oh yeah, Warlow beat down. Um, some enhancement talent. Oh, yeah, I skipped that because it didn't matter anything. Yeah, like, um, they teased a little, a little. So, yeah, so his 
is Christian going to be the guy? Because Christian was actually the guy going, like, he was going to be teasing to go in the ring while Lucha Shores was, like, you know, holding down the background, or is it going to be flipped? That was the only thing that, if there was anything from that whole segment, who's really the guy that's going to be facing Wardlow next? Is it going to be Christian, or is it going to be Lucha Shores? It doesn't matter either way. Wardlow needs to be spanking whoever it is who's the next guy up, and then hold this belt for a while. If you're going to build Wardlow up, they, they're going back to that old formula that worked. Now, if, if will it work again? I don't know, but they're going to at least try it. Isn't the point of the TNT title, though, that like it gets defended on TV every week? Isn't that yeah. supposed to be the point? Like, I guess. It doesn't have to last that long with Wardlow. Yeah, I mean, I don't... You, you can't have him have it for three weeks again and lose it. I mean, I don't disagree with that. I don't. That's, think that, that's I don't basically think, where I'm I don't going think with that this. Christian or Luchasaurus should win it off of them. They're a fine foil for him. Nah, I think, gonna, I think Scorpio Sky should beat him, and then and then Wardlow beats him, and the Scorpio Sky beats him, and then Wardlow beats him, and the Scorpio Sky beats him. I think that would be good, and that's like a good two month program, like just back and forth three times. Jesus Christ! I, I think uh, you know what I forgot. What I was going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Jade Cargill defeats Ty Valkyrie to retain the TBS title. Um, I was a little in and out on this match, so I don't know if you guys can speak to the the match itself. Uh, they've been building up. This is a good program for Jade. I've talked about this the past few weeks. Uh, I'm sorry that I didn't get the chance to um, to see it to speak on it, but this is the most established kind of long term program we've had for her, and I think that's good for her character. What, what, what do you guys think? It's good for the character. It was a terrible match. Uh, Oof. Uh, Jade Cargill um, is slow. Let's just say that. She is slow. She is too big to be quick, and there were a couple places during this match, especially at the ending when there was, I guess there was a stipulation where Tyra Valkyrie was not able to use the finisher. Mark Sterling's... Uh, expertise coming into play. Right. So she wasn't allowed to use the finisher, so she, like, kind of, like, paused for a second, and then there was, like, a really slow rolled up, like, uh, roll up. Uh, it looked like it was from, like, Tough Enough 3, like, on week two of somebody trying to learn how to do a roll up. It was not good. Shouldn't be on TV. Damn, that's, just, that's a strong statement. Um, I'm not going to go that far. It was not a good match. It wasn't – I didn't think it was nearly as bad as this is one Bill of those, was saying. It's somewhere in the gray. This is one of those matches that exposes the business. The, you know, I don't want to get all Bob Holly on everything, but, man, you just this, did. this shit was bad. <laughs> like, really I didn't bad. think it was that bad. It was I didn't. Bad. I definitely didn't like the finish. Uh, I, just, I was just hoping that Ty would just be like, fuck it. I'm going to use my finisher anyway. We're going to get the DQ, and you can move on. This doesn't really help anybody ultimately in the long run, and that's kind of the biggest problem. All right. Uh, we had backstage segment, which I did see with Britt Baker and Jimmy Hader. Britt Baker's got a legitimate shiner, which, you know, like I feel bad for her. Um, she's a pretty gal. Uh, she didn't get beat up, but that's oh, fortuitous for storytelling. What are you talking uh, about? You feel bad for her for having the shiner? Well, you're not supposed like obviously there's accidental nobody been in there. Pretty girl. No, I feel bad for. Are you a misogynist? Uh, not intentionally. 
Um, He's <laughs> 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 like, dude, I'm sorry, man. I'm just, I feel bad, man. Why are you fucking with me? It's funny how I just, I just painted Zach to be the misogynist. Dude, when I, was, I was just like, just like 30 seconds ago, I was like, man, women's wrestling is supposed to be. <laughs> I was like, this say, you sucks. bullied him into that fucking confession like you were a goddamn cop. It was horrible to watch, man. Goddamn. Where were you? Where were you? So he's, you know you're fucked up, right? <laughs> Pretty hot under these lights, huh, Pullman? <laughs> Shit. Um, but no. it is fortuitous, right? Because it, it play it like it makes the storytelling even better. Right? So nobody wants anybody to get hurt, and a black guy hurts everybody. Every one of us probably had a black guy uh, at some point, and that shit sucks. Um, hey, Britt Baker, uh, why don't you smile more? Mm-mm. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> Hell no! Talking to her like she's some McDonald's worker. <laughs> Somebody said, uh, you, don't, it's like, you don't smile a lot. I'm like, bitch, I'm trying not to kick you in your teeth right now. Fuck you. What do you want to order? That was fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it was good stuff. Uh, Kenny Omega and Takeshita uh, versus Butcher and Blade. Absolute showcase for Kenny Omega and Takeshita. Um, I almost think I love this Kenny Omega Takeshita team. Never even thought of it before. But, like, I think it would be so perfect if Kota Ibushi comes back mega jealous that Kenny found a new Japanese, like, boy toy to team with, and we get, like, this Golden Lovers, like, situation with Takeshi and Ibushi. I mean, that would be great. That would be that great. Would be I'd, so love good. To, I'd love to see Kota Ibushi wherever we can get Kota Ibushi. This match, obviously, Oof. was the Butcher and the Blade being in the main event of Dynamite. You knew it wasn't going to end with that. You knew that it was all to an angle. It ends up with an angle with the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, Takeshita talking Kenny Omega out of uh, taking a cheap shot on John Moxley. And then um, being, uh, being beat up for all of his efforts, basically, by the Blackpool Combat Club. Blackpool, Blackpool Combat Club looking like a very badass heel Faction, uh, Jason, what do you think? Oh yeah, um, to catch the guy, bless him for all the great things he did in the ring. He reinforces why I love heels more than baby faces because this was the dumb one of the dumbest baby faces moves I've ever seen in my life, and he paid for it with a, a screwdriver in the head. That being said, um, Will Yuta is now making himself more, much more of the slimy heel that I think he's going to really thrive himself in, see Dominic Mysterio. Blackpool Combat Club as a whole is the faction that I kind of wanted them to be, much more violent, much more heelish, um, especially where Danielson is kind of calling the shots. Moxley's your on-field general, say your quarterback. Cesaro uh, slash Claudio is the enforcer, and Will Yuta's the little fucking little brother that gets the little kicks in or does the, in last night's scenario, does the fucking low blow to, to catch the, that sets off the, uh, the screwdriver in the head. Blackpool Combat Club is going to be the shit. Yeah, it's going it's gonna to be the shit. It's, <laughs> it's going to be a, a nice little ride to see where this goes. Uh, with Takeshi and Omega, I love the, the Ibushi fancy booking, but I'm going to try to stay off of that. 
I think this is going to come down to Don Callis and how he plays both against each other. I think that's going to be the the way they're going to do it if Kota Ibushi's not going to be involved. Somehow, some way, Don Callis is going to be the divider between Kenny Omega are, and, and Takashi. Are there rumors of Kota Ibushi getting involved, or are we just talking about... I, I saw a couple of things online, nothing substantiated, but where obviously Ibushi is a free agent, Kenny Omega obviously ties. He's a, he's kind of flirted about, you know, if I was going to go to AEW, this is what I would want kind of deal. So, I loved it when Brian Danielson came out and said, I see two men in the ring, one professional wrestler and one amateur who who is running out of gas, who made all of his bones in J- Japan and can't make it over here in the States or whatever he said. It was very, Shots fired. it was very, very good. I like, and oh, I, yeah. you know, <laughs> we have not gotten a, a real Danielson Omega one-on-one match. Have we? Yes. We did? Yes. Can we see another one? <laughs> of course. <laughs> we, we, need, we, we need a feud. We got a match, and it was uh, arguably match of the year. We got a match, but we didn't get a feud. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I, yes. It was not a feud. It, it was, was a dynamite it, match. Yeah. Right. It was a match. I think they opened the show with that bitch. I was like, you opened the show with this shit. I'm like, wait, I'm supposed to get hot first, man. I'm supposed to, you know, was get one of those settled in. Where we sat on the podcast and talked about how blessed we were. Um, I still feel blessed. Being alive at this um, time. Does, is, even, though, even though the world is dying, is, the world of professional wrestling is, is thriving. It's thriving. Yes, <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's that's the way that history will remember this, like a thousand years from now. Right. Be like, oh, you know, when the nukes went off, <laughs> AEW was popping. Okay. Bushy <laughs> <laughs> just came back. <laughs> they were hotter than Las Vegas at the center of that nuke. Yeah. Right. Um, is to catch the part of the elite now? Is that, I mean. I think he's going to be loosely affiliated if there is honorary. going to be an honorary elite American. Cutler, but like below every, the rest of them. Man, like. And that's how I Daniels, think Don Callis gets was really play. cutting down Nakagawa and Woo. Cutler, man. He was really knocking them down. Oh, they're, they're uh, washing their balls deep, and shit. I was like, that's God so damn. I, I hope they're boys in real life. If they ain't, they ain't ever going to be boys. I'd be like, hey, man, what you say? <laughs> You're going to have to whoop my ass today. All right, guys, that's going to do it for our two counts. One, two, three. Go ahead. Hey, everybody, the three count is so uh, Jason, Zach, and I just recorded a whole segment that was about 30 minutes long where we drafted. Ten people. It was a snake draft, and we had lots of jokes. I mean, the whole time we were having a good time, doing a lot of laughing. <laughs> it would have been a great podcast, yeah, but your boy uh, fucked up and didn't notice that the uh, it had come unplugged, and I wasn't recording it. So what I'm going to do I right now? I'm go that far. What I'm going to do right now is I'm going to basically read. the roadcaster said, "Is it in yet?" And you, you <laughs> didn't have an answer. Absolute fucking bullshit. Well, I'm glad Jason liked it. Oh my god! Here were the three teams. 
Phil Vagie, Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, Rhea Ripley, Gunther, Asuka, Finn Balor, Logan Paul, Bobby Lashley, Carmelo Hayes, and Braun Breaker. JCB's team, Bianca Belair, McIntyre, Solo Sokoa, Charlotte, Montez Ford, Austin Theory, Roxanne Perez, EO Sky, EO Shirai, Bronson Reed, and Tiffany Stratton. Three beers Zach has Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins. Just an incredible top four. Dom Mysterio. Then it really starts going down. <laughs> Dominic Mysterio, <laughs> Becky Lynch, Bailey, AJ Styles, who will never wrestle again, Johnny Gargano, and Alexa Bliss. So... What we're gonna ask you to do, we're gonna put these we're gonna put these lists up on at BFR Pod and Friends of BFR on Facebook and you get to vote for who could book the best show with the talent that they have. Uh that being said Holy we, fuck. The, I know the three count we I, I fucked the three No, count I'm not up. I'm not laughing about that. I'm laughing about the the Zach joke about the broadcaster. That shit was mad. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, what a party we had off mic! Oh my God, this is banned from ringside. Hey, everybody! We had some birthdays this week. We got oh, we got to do the we got to do the stardom. Let's do the odds and ends. Oh yeah, sorry, odds and ends. Stardom. I forgot. Um. Too beard, you saw it. You wanted to talk about it. Hey, um, everybody. We got some <laughs> birthdays this week. <laughs> oh, fucking right. I was about to say, uh, I talked about it. You know, just give me your overall thoughts. We, you know, uh, we talked about it a little bit before uh, beforehand, but let's just kick it off once again. We talked about uh, Chichiro Hachimoto versus Shiri. You, give us your thoughts. All right, so both legit shooters. Uh, Shuri was the first Japanese woman to ever get a win in UFC. Uh, this match was awesome. Uh, uh, Jason described um, Hashimoto as like the Piper Niven, um, the new Piper Niven, which made sense. I, I, I used the example of Bronson Reed, which was less applicable. But um, <laughs> still, they uh, they beat the shit out of each other, and Shuri won with just a kick to the head, which is fucking phenomenal. Um I feel like these hard kicks from stardom don't get enough credit. Um, they're one of the reasons to watch stardom. Um, absolutely beautiful. So, kicked her in the fucking head. She couldn't get up. TKO. Awesome match. Pretty short, too. Yeah, it was about like 15 minutes, give or take. Um, let's just start go back to the top of the card. Um, Julia, Tam, Red Belt, Belt, uh, Red Belt title match. You said it was arguably one of the best matches you've ever seen. Break it down. One of the best matches I've seen this year. Uh, I can describe it for the folks who haven't seen it. Just imagine Tomohiro Ishii and uh, Shingo Takage uh, fighting each other, but you just want to fuck them a little bit less. Uh, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal match. They were sick headbutts. There was open-handed slaps harder than Kenta. There was a snapmare from the top rope through a table to the outside. Just shit that I've never even seen before. Um, this was a main event of the main event. <coughs> Sorry. Um, white belt match, Saya Kamatini, uh, Mina Shirakawa. Yes. Uh, so um, 
Mina is one of my favorite stardom wrestlers. She has the best tits in stardom, and she would definitely thank me for saying that because she's all about them too. Uh, arguably most improved wrestler in stardom. They were talking about that on commentary. Um, this was all ring psychology. They were working on the leg. Mina has just learned the figure four. She was doing the Bret Hart figure four on the leg post. Um, the whole match was about whether or not, uh, you know, she could hit the the Phoenix Splash. Uh, the champion could hit the Phoenix Splash off the top rope. And she shout did. Out and still did podcast. not finish the match. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Phoenix Splash Podcast where they talk about this in more depth. But um, phenomenal match. Um, this is like the beginning of where this show really got good. Um, <laughs> Mercedes and uh, Mayu Iwatani. Oh, yeah. Uh, not terribly long, but um, man. Uh, Absolutely fantastic match. Uh, just maybe the me- the best Mercedes Monet match that we've seen. Uh, arguably, uh, just one on one with the goat of Joshi wrestling, Mayu Iwatani. Um, you know, just back and forth, big moves. Uh, I think it was probably it was less than fifteen, more than ten, I would assume. But thirteen. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Just uh, fast-paced and uh, lots of near falls, and uh, Mercedes lost, and Mayu won uh, with a beautiful belt, and it looks like uh, Monet is asking for one more match before she leaves Japan, so we'll see how that goes. I believe there will be the 21st of May resurgence uh Long Beach. Any other stardom thoughts that you want to throw out there before we uh, – get made fun of here in the next two minutes. Uh, Himika versus Micah uh, was great. Um, just a, a very heavy storytelling match because Himika is only 25, but she's retiring because uh, of all of you fuckers on Twitter. So probably not a ton listening to this podcast, but um, the Japanese IWC is forcing her to retire, which is a much better <laughs> scenario than some of the Joshi wrestlers that we see where, um, you know, we've had suicides in the past thanks to all the fucking internet trolls who so just calm down on the fucking keyboard warrior situations. Uh, Himika's great, and um, it's sad to see her go, especially in this scenario where she has a great career in front of her, but she's leaving for her own mental health because people just can't be fucking people. Uh, but she wrestled her longtime tag team partner in Micah, and they had a fucking excellent match, and Micah went over uh, on her... Uh, retirement match so yeah just uh, an excellent show uh, if you haven't seen it go watch it this is one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year um, we're only in late April but um, this will be a short list for pay-per-view of the year for me you know when uh, when I asked Zach if he wanted to do a wrestling podcast he was like well I haven't watched wrestling in a couple of years and I was like, well, that's all right. Like, whenever we talk about it, it's cool. So, like, you'll work. I was like, you'll be good at podcasting. That's why I reached out to Zach to be on this podcast. And he didn't watch any wrestling at all. And then he kind of got into WWE. And then this dude just riffed for fucking, I don't know, four hours about stardom wrestling. Like, just really in-depth <laughs> shit. And I'm looking around like... People look at me like I know a lot about wrestling. Zach knows more. It's not a contest. 
Jason, Jason watches more than all of us. Jason has no life. That was elo- that was eloquent, Zach. I was I, like, I was look, I was looking around, uh, impressed. <laughs> I'm just I'm happy that you watched it. I'm I'm glad you liked it. And I mean, well, I appreciate it, I appreciate the uh, the it, subscription. It, it makes me, but it, it makes it, me, it, it makes me want to watch it. But like, it makes me want to watch it with Zach. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm damn, sure. what the fuck? Does you want to watch it with this motherfucker that's two hours away? But you can't watch it with I'm what thirty nine minutes away? That's some fucked up shit. Well, I see you all the time. I never see him. Wow. I didn't see him. I didn't wow. see him last time he came Absolute. back in town. Okay, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Absolute fucking bullshit. Oh. <laughs> Unprofessional bullshit. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I, that's it. I'm good on that. That's some fucked up shit. Listen, this is a, okay. this is a real therapy. You got to make amends. This is a real therapy session, <laughs> right? I'm over here, a Jason, broken man. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> There's. I mean, how much more do I have to prove my love to you? This is Stone from Ringside. <laughs> You gotta get a Steeler tattoo. Tomorrow. No, no, he's not saying. No, God forbid he'll start betting on my boys. They'll when, start going south. It'll be hell to pay. No, I, when I'm trying to put the baby to bed and you come in, it's always around the same time. And I'm like, hey, come on back. And she always looks at you and she smiles and she runs <laughs> over to you. And it's like, yeah, you're you're family, dude. You're allowed into my house anytime, <laughs> anytime you want. You say, allowed in my house anytime you want. Bo oh, don't have a key. I don't have a key. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> you know better. I'm just saying, they Bo gone. doesn't either. <laughs> just say they gone. Yeah, no shit. That's that's, well, that's one last Jason fucking response. to Bill's heart, and it's shaped like a New Japan World description. <laughs> <laughs> this is banned from ringside. Hey, everybody. We got some birthdays this week. We got Vladimir Kozlov is 44. Vladimir Kozlov is only a year older. I mean, my age. Jesus Basically. Alex Riley, you remember him? 42. Oh, a Ry himself. Drew Gulak is 36. Titus O'Neil is 46. Jay Lethal, 38. (laughs) What? Feels like he's going on 50. Feels like he's like 45, right? Jesus Christ, he's 38. Big Boss Man would have been 60. Uh, the Rock, still on my stall, uh, still on my uh, Mount Rushmore. I don't care what nobody says. Yeah, you can have him. He's 51. Kiss my ass. Willie McGee uh, and Stu Hart. Uh, God bless his soul. He is passed away. The late Stu Hart. Oh, he's still alive. Oh, then he's 108. No. I, Obviously, rest in peace, too hard. What, what, what's the Ricky? Uh, 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 never mind. <laughs> Willie McGee, I didn't get, but go ahead. Because The Rock's 51. 51 is Willie McGee. McGee. Yeah. Hey, everybody. We know there's a lot of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you guys listening to our podcast. Oof. For Denver Mahal, check. for Murray the Murray Man Murray, check. for Luther Chris, for Patriot Pat, for their check. podcast that they never do anymore. <laughs> check. For Zander the Cat, for Check. Reba the Dog, Check. for Two Beers, Zach, Three Coleman, Beer, 
Revere's Revere's Zach Zach Bowman, Bowman. for John Wick 4, for Jason Cornelius Bell, I am Bill Vegas, never ever forget to boo the heels. Boo, bitch! Is... There's something we're forgetting about. I know there is. Oh, you know what? Hmm. I'm going to take, uh, <laughs> that's a good point, Oh, I'm going to take Carmelo Hayes. And so, it goes back to Jason. I'm assuming this is my last pick, correct? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yep, your last pick. Um... Let's do a woman for the last pick. We keep this nice and balanced. Um, you all right? What did he say? He throws the cards. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, let's go. Uh, let's go. Tiffany Stratton on the Roxanne Perez. No, she 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 caught me on my she's on my radar a little bit. She might be a few a, a reason to watch NXT going forward. But yeah, uh, I saw a couple of highlights. I All right. So my last pick is between two NXT guys, because uh, even though nobody's picked Sheamus, I don't want him on my show because I'm not doing a 2018 Raw. So I'm gonna bring in somebody else. Now it's one of two NXT guys, but. I am going to take Breaker. Now, see, that was more so in the mic. That was less in the mic than the last time. How's that? Jesus Christ. And so- then uh, Three Beer Zach. <laughs> three Beer Zach. You got one more pick. I mean, you, you you can say whatever you want right now because nobody has any more picks. You can... Alexa Bliss is your last pick? Uh, okay, so here here are the teams. Now, this is just trying to make the best TV show that you can, right? So, Bill has Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, Rhea Ripley... Gunther, pretty good top four. Asuka, Finn Balor, that's your workers section. You got Logan Paul and Bobby Lashley, who I would, I'd pay money to watch those guys have a match. Actually, that sounds like a sounds like a really fun match. Actually, Logan Paul versus Lashley. Oh, okay. Oh, it would. And then I got Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker, who are currently doing a pretty successful double turn on yeah. NXT. Really and it's fun to watch double turns. Doesn't happen very often, but it's happening right now, and it's pretty cool. Uh, JCB's picks are... So, I had Hayes and Breaker at the end. JCB's picks are Bianca Belair... McIntyre, Solo Sokoa. I would watch those guys have a hard-hitting fight. (laughs) 
Charlotte, Montez Ford. I would watch those two have a wrestling match also. <laughs> Austin Theory, Roxanne Perez, Io Shirai, Bronson Reed, and Tiffany Stratton. So Jason has five chicks. Yeah. Jason has five chicks. Jason's making... Making a wrestling show. The wrestling show. Three Beers Act has Sami Zayn and KO as his one-two. Motherfucker. Brock Lesnar is his three, and Seth Rollins is his four. Now, that is, that's about as good as you can pick it. Dominic Mysterio, Becky Lynch, Bailey, AJ Styles, Gargano, and then Alexa Bliss. An inexplicable last pick. No. I, no. I mean, there's so many other people to take. Can you I take can I, Alexa Bliss? Can I, can, I, can I pick four who haven't been picked yet? Yes, please. Say your name. Hey, it's, it's Buzz. I'm speaking into the mic. Mer, Merman needed it. That's all I And who are the four? Oh, damn. All right. You too? So, who, my who, four that I could take of people who haven't even been picked. Yeah. After Sh- all you guys already went. Seamus. I wouldn't even start there. Apollo Crews. Fair. I love him. Um, Big E. He's almost dead. Yeah, he, he'll be back. I I think Xavier Woods might sneak his way into that uh, tournament. I mean, he'll probably lose uh, in the first round. Butch? Well, yeah. I mean, I like Butch, but... Uh, what's the guy from... Slash Pete Dunne. Yeah. Pete Dunne. No, Tyler what's, Bate? What's the... Gunther? No, no, the idiot from. Uh, I mean, the guy with uh, what's list. his name? Uh, with, I with love Don, Chad Gable. But I'm uh, trying Damian to make the I'm trying Damian to make Priest. the best show. Nobody took him. Damian. Priest, I love Chad Gable. Damian Priest by four. Listen, if this was like an indie wrestling show or just like a pay per view of matches I'd want to see, Chad Gable would be in there. Probably Chad Gable versus mm. Gunther. <laughs> no. Damn. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, Carmella? No, she's just hot. No, yeah, she is. Let's appreciate the WWE. I mean, look at the can picture. you imagine can you imagine Chad Gable versus Gunther? I mean, that sounds fucking badass, right? Anyway, we are going to put these lists up on uh BFR Pod on Twitter. And uh, friends of BFR yeah, on see, Facebook. That, that, that should be your number one pick. Oh, Omos? Fuck, I forgot about Omos. Yeah, yeah, God yeah. damn. Talking about that tall grass bullshit. I'm an Omos sapien. I'm an sapien. It's time for the WWE draft. He can't even get in my top 10. But I love me some Omos. Here's two beer. You know what? Now I'm starting to come around too. You guys, you know what? This starts to make some sense. You guys, you, you talk me into it. God damn it, Bill. You talk me into it. Not only are we married by marriage, you're married by white guy boys. Well. God damn it, it's I'm good. a homo sapien too, you fucking idiots. God damn it, The white guy voice is hilarious. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Sweaty pics. And yo, yo boy, yo boy, almost can't even get on either one of y'all shows. Man, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to hear y'all talk about almost in a glory fashion ever again almost. in life. He's called almost. E V. A. Put Omos 
Put Omos in the G1. (laughs) (laughs) My head might explode. Man, put everybody in the G1. (laughs) What's up with Jason? He hasn't showed up to the Bad for Ringside podcast in three weeks. You might see him dead after that. There's nobody that I wouldn't want to see in the G1, though. Like, that's how much I like the G1. It's like, it forces them to have nine different matches over like a month and a half. It's so fucking cool. I want to see everybody in it. Like, literally everybody. I want to see Jonathan Coachman in the G1. What did Jonathan Coachman do to you? You read that story about when Jonathan Coachman was... Who was who was the guy that uh, blew the green uh, Tajiri? Jonathan Coachman was supposed to have a match with Tajiri. I heard Coachman tell this story on a podcast, and uh, they were supposed to. It was like a pre-show thing or something. Dark match. Coachman versus Tajiri, and Coachman comes up to Tajiri and he's like, "Hey man, I don't care what you do. You just gotta let me get my shit in." And Tajiri looks at him and goes, you have shit? <laughs> because Coachman didn't know how to wrestle at all. <laughs> I'm just going to be doing my three moves Pro- and then at that point, beat my ass. <laughs> Probably funnier when the Coachman tells it. <laughs> I, hope, I hope so. <laughs> Ooh, damn. All right, so this is where you guys can talk about stardom all you want to. Go ahead. Uh, three beer, this is you, man. I, I'm it's your saying, guys' podcast. It's our podcast, but we can sidebar for like five minutes. I already talked about it. Two beer, what did you think about it? I mean, shit, give me your perspective on it. Uh, I mean, this was legitimately one of my favorite shows I've watched this year. And that's why I wanted to talk about it, because... Um, you know, there was some fun undercard stuff. We don't necessarily have to, like... No, we can talk uh, title matches. I mean, let's talk about, you know, real shit. Let's just... Let's talk about the one non-title match that I think has some importance to it. Uh, Chichiro Hashimoto versus Shuri. That's the one that has no title ma- title involvement, but it was kind of late uh, in the card. We can start there. Yeah, late in the card, and deservedly so. This match is brutal as fuck. Um, uh... I mean, sure, he's like a legit shooter. Um, what was uh, Japanese? And I have a hard time, um, even though I'm on my day 414 of uh, Duolingo. What was uh, what was her contender's name? Uh, Hakimoto. Yeah. So they beat the shit out of each other. And like. Sentai girls. I was thinking more Piper Niven, but neither here nor there. Because actually, well, she was actually over there, so it makes sense. But Bo is jerking off the more you guys talk like that. So (laughs) take it easy. (laughs) No, man, you guys will be okay. 
talk about uh, whomever you need to announce yourselves. Well, I'm sorry. But Jerry, Um, red belt match, Julia, Tam, we'll just keep it quick. Uh, so we have the match in the Casino versus Casino versus Casino versus White belt, um, Sai Kamatini and Mina Shirakawa, Mina wins. Thoughts on the match? Imagine Shingo versus Ishii, but you want to fuck them a little less. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them a little bit less. <laughs> Hold on a second. 